Hey there, I'm Miss Madeline, and thank you for tuning in. I'm excited to be performing some of my new tracks for you here in this gorgeous bathtub. So pour yourself a drink and let's get sexy. Hit it. already reached the part of the program where I have to make a faded choice. <laughs> I have to decide between Diet Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. or Diet Sprite. Uh, okay. What What's the vibe? Yeah, what are we feeling? What are we feeling? A light soda? Are we feeling a dark soda? What is the mood? I <laughs> I prefer a Diet Sprite. Okay. All right. Diet Sprite looks cuter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm reaching like institutionalized levels of Diet Dr Pepper shit in my life anyway, so I feel like maybe it's time to turn a new leaf, especially yeah. because we're joined by a legend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're joined by someone who is who became very special to me in my music uh, listening career very very quickly, and this is uh, I, how how do I begin to describe? We're joined by. <laughs> A singer, we're joined by a songwriter, we're joined by a dancer, we're joined by a performer, we're joined by a visionary and an yes. icon. We're joined by the one and only motherfucking Miss Madeline, baby. How are you? Um, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be talking with y'all. Yeah, so I'm excited. Exciting. We're, we're super, super hyped. Thank you again oh, for making God. the time. We appreciate it. Of, yeah, course. of course. Like, I don't get many requests to do a podcast. I love that. Right. Well, I mean, I figured it's it's like everyone always wants the little like cute soundbite or like Instagram moment. Yeah. And you know what? We want we got to get into the details with you. Exactly. We got to really just get down and dirty. You know what I'm saying? Also, right. I'm going to be ripping my vape. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We absolutely. are going to have a litany of sound effects that you're going to have to brace yourself for. Okay. We're going to have like <laughs> motorbike gangs going by a lot of, oh, um, we have so banana bread nearby, so there might be some soft chewing. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're going to get a little ASMR moment for sure. Love it. Um, so I'm trying to think of how you even entered my life. Yes. I think probably it was we actually had a listener of ours dm us or maybe tag Mm -hmm. us in something and it was just a link to life could be sweet and they said this reminds us this reminded them of our intro music that we use on our show because we open all of our podcasts with a sort of sexy bimbo-fied uh amazing you know cute little slut song which is fun yeah (laughs) and the life could be sweet vibe was instant for me the second i heard it and the second i saw that tweet i was like oh this is cute like one of our listeners like gave us a song uh-huh. and then the second i pressed play it, I, it was literally <laughs> like you it's, it goes hey and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like what hold on run that shit back <laughs> and it's just it it speaks to i think a level of um innate understanding of what is like driving people crazy about pop music right now and like this sort of return to um like this kind of just flirtier sillier kind of feminine vibe which is awesome Mm -hmm. and it's like 
it was instant for me and yeah. it's a common thing of conversation for me now where I'm always being like what are you up to? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yeah, ad living in our everyday yeah. life. Yeah. So I heard of this place. I love that. <laughs> it's that, and it's like kind of falls into the same category as like Robin, Beast 2K20, and like all of like the chatty, girly songs, which is, mm-hmm. it's it's good to be part of that legacy. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm so happy that you found the song. I honestly like just started Twitter. So oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, everyone's on there. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. I was added into um, a Miss Madeline group chat, and I was okay. like, okay, I was like, it's a sign, <laughs> it's a sign. We That's how it. you know it's starting. Once all the, exactly. the uh, gay little worker bees start getting yes. on the ground and doing your labor, and <laughs> how you know things are popping for you. Yeah, um, I mean, it's crazy that Twitter works like that, and I'm just getting messages now, and I'm like, oh my god. Like this is it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> buckle up. Yeah, it's about it's to be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I need to know personally the story behind specifically life could be sweet because this has been such a big part of my life that I just want to know what was the process behind this. How did it come into your mind's eye? Because to me, it feels like it came down from heaven, oh. fully formed, landed on a hard drive, done. Yeah. So what was it like for you? Thank you. Um. Yeah. So I guess it started with my friend Isla. We decided we wanted to you know try something out we weren't like taking it too seriously or anything and i was kind of like what at every time i collaborate with a girl which i have some more coming out um hey it's kind of like what is the story here are we fighting for a boy like the boy is mine vibe or are we talking about being friends or what is it you know and i'm always writing about boys but she said like i don't want to write about a boy and I was like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> you what? So I was like, what do we, I know, like what else is yeah. there? And she's like, let's go to, like, let's create this dream place where yeah. like it's our world where the pretty girls come to play. And so I think we started jotting down a couple like of the visual lyrics, like candy colored skies and the lemon martini thing. And some of those... Yeah. And we brought in um, that ABBA song because we were really feeling it. And I felt like our vibe was giving like a little disco housey moment. And I thought we would look really cute and like just the cutest video ever. Like I had that from the start. I was like, we need this. Um, Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it just kind of happened from there. We kind of made it in a day. Um, And we were like, oh, shit, (laughs) this is kind of (laughs) good. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those moments where, like, I would have heard it in its entirety for the first time and been like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Like, (laughs) just very major. Yeah. Yeah, this is my entry point into uh, the world of Miss Madeline. So, thank God. Yay, I'm so happy you found me. (laughs) Yeah. So, another thing that, like, the first thing I want to know is, like, in terms of who you grew up like listening to because you do seem to have a very particular aesthetic vision in terms of like what makes a good pop star and like what it takes to have that down because like i get sort of like this s club seven like atomic kitten early 2000s like gwen stefani sort of vocal vibe who did you grow up listening to honestly it's funny i guess yeah so i grew up a dancer like a competition dancer so i feel like i was just always around like the top hits whatever um and, you know, I grew up, I was born in 97, so I grew up with all the pop girlies. And of course I love them, especially growing up in the dance world, like 
we idolized Britney and the choreo and everything. So it was a big part of my life, I guess. But I never really considered doing music until later. Like, I thought I was going to be a dancer for Ebbs. Right. And it was, like, Dance Mom vibes, like, every single day. Like, going to... (laughs) Driving into, like, convention centers in fucking Orlando. Like, Yeah, right. Men at the Music Business Conference. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Me down in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah. And then I booked a Broadway show. I was in Billy mm-hmm. Elliot and I was like 12. Wow, nice. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, and I was like so in love. I was like, oh my God, this is everything I could have dreamed of. I'm on Broadway. I'm fucking 12 years old. Well, yeah, that would be the part that like fucking threw me being like, if I had anything I wanted at 12, I would be a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. a nightmare. Literally. Okay, yeah. so work. Um, so then I got let go two years later because I grew two inches. And, you know. What the fuck? Yeah. Is that serious? It's so serious. And we would get measured all the time. And I was like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just Me lowering my chin. Like. Yeah. Um, Buckling. Yeah. But, I mean, it was an amazing time. And, yeah. So, after that, I was, like, devastated. I was like, oh, my God. My dreams are crushed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I started writing music i guess like i lived my mom was like so intense and like stage mom love her and i wouldn't be here without it but you know i grew up playing every instrument going to every music lesson ever so yeah i started like writing songs on the piano and guitar like really singing you know like i thought i i thought i was that bitch like adult britney dreams do come true (laughs) like yeah i was like so serious about it the songs were so like dark and just like me being an angsty 13 year old whatever right Um, broadway cast you out what what's a girl to do yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i would say that like my first love like my first album that i fell in love with was like probably Frank, Amy Winehouse, uh-huh. um, which I feel like a lot of people are like, what, really? Um, yeah. But it was like, it was dark and it like spoke to me at the time. And I just, and like something that Amy did that really inspired me was just like her lyrics are so specific. Like I literally learned what a Marlboro Red was or like these brands of like, <laughs> alcohol that i was like what is this this is so cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then from there you know i found nas and lauren hill and i kind of was going down the chain and like so uh, and of course early 2000s r&b um but then i think when i went to college um i went to music school at nyu Mm -hmm. nice and i was kind of like the where did i come from what did I start doing? I was a dancer and I was like that bitch. I was like Britney from the start. So like, yeah, that is what I should be doing. And that right. is what I love to do. And I think throughout my songwriting career, like even when I was 13 year old writing dumb shit, like I was always writing these kind of like cute, snappy titles with, like, little, like, story moments in the verses that I think I didn't hear a lot from music on the radio and stuff. And I'm so lucky and happy that I stuck with that because it's so, like, it's such a pop formula for that that kind of songwriting. 
and you know we took songwriting yeah, totally. classes mm-hmm. in and at music school and everything mm-hmm. and yeah i think my songwriting has carried me through because always i'm finding new sounds and genres that i like but it's like the songwriting that i feel like is so important that yeah, can definitely. be consistent throughout yeah mm-hmm. and it's funny because even you, like without having a full project out there's still a very cohesive aesthetic that's going on with what you do and it's like to me the first thing that jumped out sort of is like in the same way that um Slater I think in her earliest like moments of her career was like she didn't have that much music out and yet people were talking about her in the same breath as Lady Gaga and whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just I think having the visual language of like what looks like what is like what makes me Mm -hmm. look like a missing puzzle piece from what pop music is right now that is a huge part of it it's a huge part of it yeah, how does that click for you? Like, when you were thinking about, like, how am I going to transform these songs into my sort of front-facing persona, what was your thinking? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, the music comes easy, right? Like, yeah. the rest is a lot of work. It's, like, <laughs> a lot. And there's a lot of people involved, like, a whole video team, photographers, editors, everything. But right. I think that I've always been that bitch on Instagram. Like, I've always been a little thought on Instagram ever since I was <laughs> yeah. like, Which helps, yeah. 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 Me too. And Resume builder, for sure. Yeah. It's helped me in podcasting. Literally. Like, why not? Like, put yourself... Yeah. I'm going to look... I'm going to look good for you guys. Like... Yeah. Um, Turn it. Uh, yeah. And so, I think... I, I just have, like, a really specific vision for myself and I'm I am trying to bring back this nostalgic image of a pop star and kind of like pushing it to the edge like I want to be this perfect beautiful um pop star that we grew up with but it's like almost like farther than that like almost AI like almost yeah totally Mm mm-hmm so, yeah. yeah, even when we even when we first heard "Life Is Sweet," it felt like I got the full image right out the gate, which is why like probably one of my favorite songs of the year as well. Ah, where it's like you get all the yeah. molecules, you know exactly what it is. It's almost like psychedelic, mm-hmm. and like you're just transported to this whole other realm of like peak pop music, and that's why I really loved it. It's like a pregame yeah. song. It's a song to chill to. It just kind of fits in a lot of places where, especially right now, you just want to like chill and listen to like a sexy pop song, which is like totally. what is needed. <laughs> I think people are like starved for that kind of thing too, because for so many years, like the last peak of pop music really being more marketable was when it was like this sort of self-empowerment banger totally. that I think people are really over. Like, I'm over and, it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I think that kind of feeling is still kind of lingering around for longer than it should be. And then when you look at the other people who are trying to sort of bring back a sort of reimagined version of what pop music used to be like, it's almost like two people still like aren't ready in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. I mean, I think that it's hard to be taken seriously as a pop star, you know? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think, you know, have these ideas of pop music being dumb or vapid or meaningless or whatever you fucking want to say. And, you right. know, going to music school and being in New York, really, like with a lot of punk heads and all that i feel i mean it gets to me totally like i'm like i'm doing all of this like what the fuck yeah. are you guys doing <laughs> like, <just> look at me. <laughs> right exactly um and people will kind of like write it off or whatever um hopefully not anymore but 
Right. I think, yeah, with this like hyper pop moment, I think people are starting to let go a little and have a good time because that's what yeah. I'm trying to do in my music. I really am not taking myself too seriously at all. I'm just having fun. Yeah. And I think that's what mm. people want and like relate to. Like, let's just yeah. have fun. I mean, yeah, especially with pop music, like the sky's the limit. There's no context, there's no historical narrative. Like, you can just do whatever you want with pop music. Why not take those individuals seriously? Because you're just creating everything from nothing, essentially, yeah. you know? Something that really stood out to me about your particular approach to it is that I think there's a lot of, like, I'm trying to think of examples of, like, this sort of PC music angle. There's a lot of the big pop, like, true traditional pop acts that come out of PC music or come out of, like, tr- real hyper pop or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's an irony to it that's almost still making fun of pop music in a yeah, way. Totally. And, like... That kind of thing is like, uh, I get it, but it's also like, it's tired in a way too, because it's almost like, if you're gonna do it, like I, I would rather someone really appreciate what pop music really is all about. And I think that yeah. yours, your approach is a much more like straight shooting, like, no, like this is a real thing that should be valued just on the merits of itself without being like a thousand layers of irony and like joking, right. like a joke about a joke about a joke. And right. like, right. that's the thing that's kind of turned me off about like, I don't know, like, since I, I still, like, I love 100 Gacks, but I think a lot of the offshoots of people trying to grab on to that kind of, like, jokey, like, 303 sound, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> it's just, like, it's not, I don't know. It's, it doesn't, it, in a way, it doesn't take, like, dumb seriously, and I wish someone would. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. That's, like, exactly right. I'm taking being dumb so fucking seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. For real. I think there is, like, I am making fun of myself to an extent. Like, I'm not taking myself too seriously. And what I always say is, like, you know, I'm that bitch. I'm outspoken. I'm whatever. I don't take shit. But obviously, still, like, it's cringe. It's cringe to, like... Of course. Put yourself out there in the way that I'm doing it. And I think for a long time, I've only recently started to, like, push through it. And I say, like, beyond cringe lies art. Because... (laughs) It's so true. Literally, (laughs) like, you really got to push through it and kind of, like, have a good time with it. You know, I I know what I'm putting out there. And I know what kind of reactions I'm going to get. And I'm cool with it. Like... Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm hot, so <laughs> say what I'm <laughs> Period. Okay, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> There's, like, it's so funny because, like, it's just that it's crazy how much people still, I feel like the general attitudes toward pop music have gotten so much more positive just in recent years. But sure. still, like, it's we're still going through the same cycles of, like, every single time someone pushes a boundary this much, it's, like, half of the YouTube likes are da- are thumbs downs and fuck you and whatever. Like, right. it's just crazy how much, like, it's still, like, the same fucking story every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I have so many dislikes on my video right now with the F, but I think it's... I'm seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, whatever. Fuck off. You watched exactly. it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, exactly. I think, like, especially with this um, hyper-pop sound or just, like, true pop sound, like, it's true yeah. pop, you know? Like, it's not R&B it's not an Ariana Grande moment yet but (laughs) it like it rubs people and it takes so long for like I feel like with hip-hop and rap music like you know so many people were not into it it took like so many years and now everyone loves hip-hop I love hip-hop but um yeah I think that's kind of a similar thing with this pop hyper-pop moment like Charlie XCX obviously icon we love her 
And mm-hmm. even so she true. she talks about like not being able to push all the way to the mainstream or as yeah. you know, she doesn't get as re- as much recognition as she deserves. I mean, she's huge, but right. She's mm-hmm. not Dua still, Lipa. Sure. I mean, yeah, because Charlie's such a classic example where we saw her at that height of when she did Fancy with Iggy, mm-hmm. but then double downed on that classic, like, MySpace sound, sure. like, all of that, uh, all that craziness, which, yeah, it's not going to make it to mainstream, but she still was able to be that, like, icon within pop music that was still able to push the boundaries and still reach a majority of, you know, the people that, like, appreciate and like her, so. But we also got to see how depressing it would have been if she had managed to push through at that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. if, like, Fancy and Boom Clap had somehow, like, turned into, like, oh, like, this is the sound that Charlie XCX is going to make her money on. Like, that would have been fucking horrible. Yeah, and, like, things, <laughs> things would have been, like, totally different. Like, the entire, like, way the pop music sounds yeah, right now would have been, like... exactly. It, it, it would have been Megan Trainor with saccharin, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's just... I know that, like, America knows in their heart of hearts that they don't want that. God they knows do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think, um, the Charlie sound in particular has had such, like, a real consequence on, like, what everyone thinks is cool. But it's also because it's so, like, computerized and, again, like, kind of jokey. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are these, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, figure out how to auto-tune my voice and do this weird, like, like silly, like, hanger-on act where mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't mm-hmm. really, I don't have a passion for what this is about. Yeah, and yeah. I think, like, with Charlie, she, I mean, similar to me, like, started as a songwriter, right? And, like, that is so clear in her work. It's, but, like, I hear what you're saying with other smaller hyper-pop artists. I mean, it gets the same, same over and over. And maybe, I think a lot of these kids are more, like, techie, which is awesome. Like, I'm not techie at all. Like, yeah. I come from... Same. <laughs> I come, like, I'm doing a pop structure, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of people are like, we need hooks. It's all about what's catchy. I don't care what genre it is, what um, production we're going to bring in. This shit needs to be fucking catchy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole way through. With, like, yeah, I want to know your take on sort of, like, what, I hate to even say this, but what TikTok has sort of done to the industry pressures and, like, how cynical it can be about how it's, like, really, like, 15 seconds of, like, a burst of energy is really the most important thing. And the artist actually doesn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I I have not mastered TikTok, but... I don't blame you. (laughs) We're working on it. I just got on Twitter. So yeah, you're baby right. steps. Bu- building blocks. We're getting there. Yeah. But I think the TikTok thing is is relevant to what you were saying before with like all these levels of irony. Because now I feel like when people are thinking about what's going to blow up on TikTok, it's probably something a little corny or like a little has some funny element, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. Like I love, I like to write a little corny moment too. But yeah. I think now, As you say, beyond cringe lies art. Exactly. But I think... <laughs> it can, anyway. <laughs> it can. Not every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely now people are like, oh, this is going to be good for TikTok. Like, in the writing session. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like going into the song, we're creating a TikTok song right now. 
Yeah. Which is like vomit, yeah. Like And yeah. then it's weird to see like I mean, that makes me think of like Doja Cat, for example, who now is like an insane huge star. Yeah. But did it on the back of having to build her claw her way out of making a song about a fucking cow. And it's like you do kind of have to see like how much work it really takes to like when you cash in on the like the 15 seconds or what. Not that Doja Cat cash, because even Moo is a well constructed song. <laughs> it's still but like, a song. <laughs> <laughs> but like in terms of people who make these minute and a half long songs thinking, well, I'm just gonna blow this up on TikTok and whatever those people like you don't have a face to even put to it because it's not about the artist it's about commodifying 60 seconds of garbage right and my face is everything so we can (laughs) so unless the tiktok trend is going to be pictures of me (laughs) then i don't want to fucking hear it yeah Yeah, no it's it's weird like and i like with the dojo thing again it's like it took fucking years of putting out the her biggest songs like if she hadn't had the, like the three punch of like Tia yeah. Tamara Juicy uh-huh. um, all those things happening right in a mm-hmm. row she we, we never would have heard from her again yeah. and it's someone who genuinely does have a lot to offer as an artist but it's so crazy how like when you take even inadvertently that road it's like you have to claw out of it it's awful it's so mm-hmm. true and i mean doja cat has been around for what like so long forever for yeah six, like like her soundcloud years. troves of like yeah. all kinds of old release stuff is years yeah and i remember her from back then and then the moo thing happened and i was like what um yeah but like good for her because i mean it's inspiring to me i've been doing this a long time and I know this is like such a long road, you know, this industry, you got to keep at it. You got to fucking (laughs) trudge Mm. through it. And and I'm 23. And, you know, when I see like super young artists, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I'm running out of time. Yeah, right. (laughs) But Doja Cat is inspiring to me for that reason, because she's just kept at it. And you're so right. Like after that Moo thing, I don't know what her... (laughs) Her mind space was in creating that, but okay, word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those follow-up songs hit, like, yeah, you know? Like, you gotta, like, really, like, buckle down and, like, turn out the best work you've ever made. Like, Say So is genuinely a pretty great pop song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only TikTok dance that I learned. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like it's a song you can play fourteen different award shows and no one cares. And no one gives a fuck, yeah. And you no can do a cares. rock rendition. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> fuck it. Um that okay, so I wanna bring it back to a Miss Madeline question. Yes. <laughs> so the according to uh uh Tomes of History, aka Apple Music, the earliest released Miss Madeline song is also called Miss Madeline. Yes. From the single Miss Madeline, which is major. I love when people do a triple name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like, it's crazy because that song is like, even despite the separation between that and Platinum, it's like, it still does kind of serve as like the Miss Madeline theme song in a way, like to the theme song to the TV show. And it's, how okay so if that was 2018 and we're still sort of like picking this up now what was the journey like for you from like putting that out to now where what was the process in terms of how your mindset has changed about what you're trying to pursue yeah i mean i think you can see it's pretty it's even though that was 2018 i was younger uh, my life was different it's still like consistent with how i approach music today and i guess my thinking then was like 
this is my introduction as Miss Madeline. So boom. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is my name, spell it. Um <laughs> Make it out to M I S S Miss Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> so I think and then I had a nice reaction, like whatever. I didn't have many followers or anything back then and I was like, Oh, because I mean with that release I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my god, I'm doing the fucking most like who <laughs> yeah. am I? Uh-huh. But I mean to to get where I wanna get Gaga, Britney, everybody, like, you gotta do mm-hmm. the fucking most and more. You just gotta, exactly. you gotta do right. it. From the first step, yeah, exactly. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned that since then, just to, like, write as many songs as possible and not get too, like, tied to each one of them. Like, we're, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life, right? I'm gonna be writing songs forever. So yeah. I, I think I've been you know learning that and not getting too hung up on one song or one release like when you release something you got to be thinking two steps ahead or like what's the next thing and so I think I've just been like learning about this industry and what people are liking what people don't like and I think I'm finding my way but honestly I feel that my visuals and my vision has kind of remained the same like yeah mm-hmm. well yeah i mean it was crazy just listening to like because i prior to inviting you on the show i had just added ready set go and attention to my rotation mm-hmm. and those are like the two it's like there's a through line for all of these like it's spread out across a couple of years where it's crazy how consistent each one really is and like they're all kind of like lead single quality like there's yeah. a level of like mm-hmm just vision to them that it's there's like this sort of little like easter eggs that you put in there of being like number one cutie like all these kinds of things that are like kind of building up this persona that it's crazy how there's so much there even just across just six songs thank you i mean yeah especially considering i'm miss madeline you know this is a persona she's very Mm. close to me but she's just like a slightly exaggerated version of myself i feel like Mm -hmm. in the songs i need to show that and create this character and i'm going to continue to create this character um my next ep that is hopefully coming out in july I think hey. in time for summer. Yes, I get think, the girls for summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like taking us on a further journey of who Miss Madeline is, and almost like tapping into a little bit of vulnerability, or even like the literal quest to become a pop star. Yeah. So I'm excited for everyone to see that, and I'm just excited to see like where this character can go. You know, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I only know this this much of her, and I'm totally. I'm gonna keep finding out more. <laughs> Such an exciting journey. I mean, that's so exciting. That's so cool. Thank yeah, you. I mean, it's how even like I mean, there's a pretty consistent vibe across most of the singles, but like thinking about like this sort of flipped cover of uh, "You Ought to Know." It's like there's the way that like certain lines are delivered in there is like totally changes the way that the song is just by having yeah. you sing it. Mm-hmm. I mean what drew me to that song is like some of those lyrics. Like yeah. um what a, what's the lyric like I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner or an old is she perverted like me. Like those lyrics yeah. remind me of my own lyrics and I've always been like purr. Like Yeah. <laughs> I fucking totally. love that. And I was like, 
this is a and good there's something life. that's just so much like cattier and cooler like in the delivery of like I'm sure she'll be an excellent mother right. <laughs> like that whole thing like the delivery of that line is so much more charged I think when it's just coming out of this character that's Thank not you. Alana's Morissette right you know? <laughs> it's like a very opposite like I, I mean we stand Alanis but like we do <laughs> you know I'm the opposite I'm over here on my Barbie shit and I yeah. feel like <laughs> the song like had a different meaning to me but i've always loved that song like and yeah I, of course i was excited to like kind of recreate it and it was an idea that always like scared me a little bit but i mean obviously with tiktok and everything like this cover thing is coming back which yeah. is cool mm-hmm. but like let's also write our own songs True. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's crazy to see how much like i mean that's the other thing that's gonna like kind of twisted about the whole tiktok thing is that like even with people so desperately trying to like crack and make a hit, it's like the thing that's the most popular is like a mashup of like Outcast, Hey Ya, and yeah. like a children's music TV, you know, whatever. Like, and like sped up times three. Exactly. Yeah, it's so, like it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be on the TikTok tip. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so here's another question I have about just sort of the way that your music is sort of fitting into what's happening right now. What do you think we can sort of attribute, like, the kind of, like, the bimboification thing to (laughs) happening right now, where we're pivoting away from a certain kind of pop star look and pop star vibe? How did we get from here to there? What's appealing about that right now? Um, I think it's, like, having fun and, you know, this wave of feminism and all the things that have happened in the recent years and, like, the popularization of feminism, I guess, and, like how it's become like these little Instagram threads and everything. I think at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm doing me. I'm going to be sexy because I want to be sexy. Y'all can think whatever you want. I think people are going to feel empowered and confident by look. Some are going to think that some are going to be like, why do you have to be naked all the time? Like, or why do you have to even like submit yourself to um like being this boy hungry chick or like materialistic or um whatever it or drugs you know like this kind of like archetype of the pop star that maybe in like 2012 people were trying to branch away from and be more whatever like yeah and like i think i've always kind of felt like even when we had the sort of real concerted pushback against like the kind of sexy pop star it was almost kind of disingenuous because if I mean I sorry Megan Trainer to keep shitting on her this whole episode but like if you think about like <laughs> she really did whole, ruin everything yeah right <laughs> it's all her fault she like if the making of like the kind of like oh like this body type's not that cool or whatever mm-hmm. or like it's really more about this like mm-hmm. that was like the sort of weird like housewifey vibe that was for that first album kind of gave way to she was like the second that was over it was like done and she was like no I'm gonna put on like a skin tight bodice and like you know (laughs) you know be like in the club and whatever you know like it's not genuine in a way it was like capitalizing on a political moment that no one really cared about (laughs) totally I mean you know everyone do what you want feel sexy how you want um but I feel like I've been so comfortable with my body and my sexuality and feeling sexy ever since I was so young because of dancing 
Like, yeah. it was no thing. Like, we were seven years old, like, shaking my ass, and I felt, <laughs> I felt good about it. And, and God bless. <laughs> so, I think it's just, like, in me, and, like, it's part of who I am. I am a crazy party girl. I, I am obsessed with boys. You know, I do want free bags. So, like, yeah. <laughs> that's and what listen, I'm a lot of, about. <laughs> a lot of people would be afraid to say that. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people want the exact same thing, but just are afraid to say it. it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, like, I think when I say something seems, like, disingenuine to me, it's kind yeah. of, like... It's in a way I think like the 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 bimbo return is kind of like it's it's people pushing back against a political moment that actually didn't make that much sense to a lot of people right. or people resisting their instincts in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more fun especially I think in the last year people have really had their priorities set straight of being like oh no, like, I need fun. And I Mm -hmm. need to, you know, show titty at the club. You know, that (laughs) is important. (laughs) I know that's important. It's on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Show them tits, gal. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I think that that maybe is the reason why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People are like finally like working up the courage to call bullshit in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like with the development of Twitter culture and, you know, scam culture and whatever, like we're ready to like, (laughs) <laughs> clock a bitch you know like <laughs> so yeah, people like all the social conventions are out the window it's all <laughs> everyone's coming out swinging <laughs> yeah and I think that I mean it all you know works with this bimbofication thing like and I love it I'm loving all the bimbo shit I'm like hello oh. I miss um, bimbo <laughs> you're like been here I'm yeah, ready I'm bring here. it on <laughs> <laughs> totally so okay what okay what do you think is missing from pop music right now that has kept it from being on the level of like what hip hop is right now where there's kind of been a change of interest in terms of like I guess really my question is why are people not interested in pop music so much anymore well one I think people are fucking pretentious (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry um you know I deal with a lot of that and going to music school all these like A&R bros like Almost like, I think, well, especially a lot of straight dudes are, like, embarrassed to admit they like it. I know you like it. I know you like (laughs) it. It's a good song. But I think people are embarrassed to admit it. It's Maybe it says something about their own identity that they don't want. People take themselves so seriously. They want to say, oh, like, you know, Frank Ocean is my favorite artist. Love him. But, like, you know, I hear this every fucking day. Right, exactly. So maybe people are scared to, like, admit that they want to have fun. And I hope we can all fucking get over that. Yeah. Because... I'm always saying this is the biggest fight of 2021 is everyone has to stand up for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And I think that, like, throughout history of pop stars, we've all gone through that. Like, you know, Madonna, Britney, everyone. But there is, I, you know, it's about finding your audience. Totally. There's a huge audience out there for me. I know there is. And at the end of the day, to the the A&R bros who want to sign all these little boys on their guitar and their white t-shirt, like, (laughs) who's going to make more money in the end? I'm going to play an arena. You're going to die off next year. Exactly. So, like... Yeah, another bitch in a white t-shirt and a gold chain just got off the bus. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta come up with something quick. (laughs) 
I'm I'm here for the forever. Like I'm thinking about my Vegas residency today. <laughs> like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Holding it out for sure. And yeah. so yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's funny too. Like, there's if you do think about like the kinds of like rap music that is sort of popular, there's really not that much different between like a little Uzi hook and a Charlie XCX hook. Absolutely, like, there's 100%. a lot of shared DNA between those things. But I think people maybe are embarrassed about who it's delivered by. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. totally. Like. I love I've loved hip hop music for so long. Like I was just listening to Lollipop Lil Wayne. Oh my god, that fucking <laughs> yeah, hits. Yeah. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is hyper pop, is it not? Like I'm saying. I love that shit. Like I will go usually when I'm listening to hip hop albums, I'll like read the lyrics as I'm going because you know, I love throwing a brand name in there and they be doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, and I think like Maybe people, I think some people don't like the, like, overproduced image right now. They're really into, you know, casual, my VHS moment, me singing on the piano, whatever. Like, yeah, okay, cute. And I think, like, especially now we're all at home, whatever, COVID. Like, it was a chiller moment for a lot of us. Yeah. And I definitely consider that, like, this concept of, like, easy listening. Like, yeah. maybe my song attention for example like isn't the song you're gonna play on your way to work maybe it is if you're a I bad mean, for bitch me, I mean, yes. <laughs> for me it is but yeah right i think people have these weird ideas right now of like what's easy listening and especially with all this spotify playlist stuff a lot of it is literally background music like exactly it's not everything is chill listening. lo-fi beats to study to yeah right and and most people don't care like they'll just put it on and they're not paying attention yeah. So I think in, it's like in a way it's like people like generally not caring as much about art in general right now. It's more about like what can you just have wash over you for the hour that you have your headphones in. Yeah. Right. I also mm-hmm. think and I've been talking about this with my friends a lot, like who your cultural references are or like what your culture, what your knowledge of like culture is, is so important in pop music. Like, if totally. you just don't get it, like... Right, it's over awkward. for you. Yeah. But I think that the real fans out there and the people who are going to help me blow up are those who see it, who see, oh, like, I listen to that too. We all grew up... I mean, we all grew up with this, like, Destiny's Child, Britney Spears, Gwen Stefani, all yeah. that. And, you know, I think an important... Like, Gwen Stefani with... Pharrell, I think like that expanded her audience so much, and totally. people are like, "Oh mm. yeah, yeah, I can listen to this now." Right? Yeah. So it yeah, is about true. that. It is about the cosigns. I'm down for that. <laughs> Anyone out there want to cosign me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think the thought topics cosign is going to get you much more than a couple gay guys, but <laughs> well, <laughs> but we're trying. But you yeah. got it. That's yeah. all I need. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm like just looking at like what the like top ten of iTunes is right now. It's like fucking Bruno Mars, fucking a Justin Bieber song about being a Christian. Like (laughs) it's just like these very like the voice moments in a way. Oh my god, I'm dead. Literally. Oh god, like I just I just don't understand like what is more redemptive to people about like a Louis Capaldi versus like (laughs) what I'm thinking of is just someone who like gives a fuck and does their fucking hair. What I'm thinking of is that clip of Katy Perry on American Idol and she goes if one more fucking person comes out here and sings Watermelon Sugar I'm, leaving. <laughs> I'm killing myself which is true <laughs> like, <laughs> g- like give the songs a fucking break like 
they were like, we're playing something real sweet for you. She goes, not watermelon sugar. I'm so bad. I need <laughs> oh, to watch God. that. I only watched the Claudia Conaway one. Did you watch that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. sighs> yeah. But you know what? I'll Maybe always... I'll link up with her one day. <laughs> Claudia. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Claudia. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, Katy Perry will be waiting. <laughs> right, yeah. She's, yeah. She won't be booked longer, much longer than Americans, <laughs> so she'll be fine. But totally, <laughs> like... This voice, like, you're so right with that, like, the voice thing. Like, it's not about that anymore. It's not. And I think I realized that when I got to college and I was around so many artists. And I was like, what is going to make us different from one another? Like, it's the brand. And, you know, some people don't want to submit themselves to that. They're above it, art, and whatever. But (laughs) I... But what's artistic about being boring? Right. Like, I'm Literally. trying to create the full world for everyone. I'm dipping my toes. I'm a filmmaker, but like creative director, stylist. Like, you know, nice. I, I'm, I think I'm out here doing a lot more creating art. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. again, like, and then, like, the first time I heard, uh, like, the first time I heard one of your songs, it just all made sense. Like, it just all clicked, like, right away. And that's what me and Nick were talking about. Like, in immediate text where I was like, oh, my God, this is literally the best. Like, it, how did we find her? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know. It doesn't. Yeah. But, like, what it you said, like, ears. Like, people are either going to, like, listen to it. And taste. And get the full story front to back. And yeah. I know exactly what she's doing. This is great. Exactly. I'm going to add it to my playlist. And there's going to be some people that are, yeah. it's just not going to click yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. And, like, that's why it. there's so much of, like, the, like, talking about the voice thing. Like, you can be the most talented vocalist right. on the planet. You can be a very committed songwriter or whatever. You can be competent in all those ways. There's been 20 fucking seasons of The Voice that have been making people weep with how talented people are. <laughs> and I can't name a single fucking person yeah. who's ever won. Kelly exactly. Clarkson. Exactly. Kelly Clarkson did not win The Voice. <laughs> she won American Idol in, like the, in the early 2000s. You're right. Right. There are only and like a handful of... I literally like... And yeah, even those, like when it was more like people gave more of a fuck about TV. Like, again, it's just content. It's just like, sing in my face and hope something sticks. Right. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's o- not about I'm the over, like, I really don't need to hear a bitch riffing on there, like, screaming on the track right now. I don't care. No. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't need wailing. I don't need runs. I'm not, it's whatever. I'll yeah. take it, sure. I'll take a key change. Yeah, I'll oh, take a key I change. I always take a key change. Yeah, <laughs> the key change. The key change is what gets me going no every matter time. What. Yeah. I love oh. the key change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do hope you know how many shots I've taken to the key change of life could be sweet. Okay. <laughs> yep, too many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Timing it to the exact moment. Like, don't take that. Don't take that. Don't take it. It's not time. time. <laughs> I love it. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God. I'm like losing my train of thought. Okay. Here's what I wanted to do. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of bros, speaking of the, the straight bros versus the real crowd. Right. Yeah. Um, I. Saw I read an interview that you did with Office um, about attention being sort of inspired by like Berlin nightlife, yeah, and about it sort of being this very like kind of gay club scene moment, and I'm I definitely like that is you can hear that in the sort of DNA of the song. It reminds me of so many like just blackout nights, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. it's funny to me that if you think about, I'm trying to think of a good example here, like. In Azealia Banks, for example, who is kind of does like the gayest possible music that there is. 
and yet doesn't have like it <laughs> doesn't really give much of a fuck uh, as far as like the gays go she really could give a fuck right. so i'm wondering what you think the connection is between like what makes women in pop music want to make such gay music or is it like a chicken or the egg situation where <laughs> what came first what <laughs> came first the gay listeners or the female pop star who makes gay music right interesting is that too convoluted a question <laughs> who, who came first i mean the gay stuff but <laughs> but yeah hope not. i mean <laughs> don't want to live in that world <laughs> but go ahead i mean yeah i think like i'm camp like miss madeline is camp regardless of where it came from like i'm just being an over exaggerated version of myself which is camp and i think people are gravitating towards it i mean i grew up a dancer i grew up around like the gay community those are the people who like lifted me up and supported me throughout this journey i mean billy elliott is like a Mm -hmm. is like a coming out story like (laughs) you know it's like a common literally lifted you up yeah (laughs) it can't it's a common thread in my life um i think like my true self is this kind of person that can let a lot of people live out their secret fantasies through me like wherever you are in the world wherever you are in your journey i think i can I can provide like an escape and maybe a little boost of hope or confidence that you know you can live out your life. You can be sexy as fuck. <laughs> I like so and I love that because the theatrical element just plays such a huge role in like the success overall. Like just one of the names I'm thinking about is Nicki Minaj. How she yeah. so heavily incorporated that theater aspect and she purposely did it whether it got her backlash got her bigger etc and yeah. <laughs> i'm thinking of a few moments but she was able to do that like kind of form that own world and got her to where she was so i mean incorporating theater is like, so fun like why not yeah it's odd i mean mm-hmm. it's just i i always have to question the association between like <sighs> the kind of the association of a pop act with like gay fandom talking about like I think what alienates people from it I think in a lot of ways it's not even necessarily just surface level misogyny about like who is like the mouthpiece for catchy music but also it's like if something is seen as like oh homo music (laughs) you know (laughs) you know what I'm saying like there's kind of like it's in a reverse way of like the TikTok economy a lot of really established pop stars have struggled to sort of make as much of an impact as they did before because they've kind of been pigeonholed in a way and regarded at the same level as people who have not been in the industry as long, people who don't have the notoriety of, like, a Lady Gaga, Britney Mm -hmm. Spears, whatever. They're relegated to, like, being in the same conversation as people who just started. Like, people talk about Rina Sawayama and Lady Gaga in the same breath. Which is uh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Which is okay. I stopped myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I almost went south, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I totally didn't realize that until right now, but it's like... But you know what I mean? It's like, we're like, the, the, it was kind of, it was troubling to me to watch like the rollout for like Chromatica, for example, where it felt like had Ariana Grande not been on the track, 
it would have really like for radio play and for people to give a fuck about this time of Lady Gaga, like going back to being crazy Gaga and whatever. Like right. I think a lot of people <laughs> wouldn't have cared because when she puts out the 911 video, which is so traditional, like Lady Gaga in a crazy outfit doing choreo and she's getting, a, she's having a heart attack and yeah. you know, whatever, like <laughs> that kind of thing is so true. Like it is what she was doing when people loved her at the last peak of it. Right. But in a lot of ways, like had she not, had the the appeal of someone who was more like this kind of R&B style pop that's bigger right now had she not been marketing fucking jock straps I think the people things would have been different for her totally <laughs> I also think just like the way the industry has developed like a Lady Gaga well I would like to think that I'm the next Lady Gaga but it's like <laughs> yeah. people aren't getting handed out record deals really anymore and True. I think because of that like you know, maybe if they were, maybe people would fuck with pop music more because it would be in your face. We have these amazing big budget videos. You know, pop music's yeah. expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I think, like, what we have seen since, like, the Gaga or whatever is a cheap is a cheap moment like it is even, yeah, yeah. the industry doesn't even want to spend that but like i think recently now like lil nas and people like that are like bringing back this like boom the big like, budget yeah. moment yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah it's yeah i mean it is crazy to think about how like the exciting pop stars of like right now like the sort of up-and-comers are working on like a budget that's yeah. so mm-hmm. much more like it's so the machinations behind it are just visibly really, really different. Where like it, the team is so much smaller, it's not as much of a concerted PR effort in a lot yeah. of ways. Like yeah. people are manning their social media accounts and seeing what sticks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, budget is <laughs> not so conversation because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything costs money: mix, master, cover, everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for videos, like my vision is expensive. I want to look, right. I want to mm-hmm. look amazing. You know, I want these videos to be like off the charts. And yeah. I mean, you know, I hustle for sure. Like I, I that shoot I did for paper with like the red car, the red Porsche. I, yeah. I waited outside. I saw this red Porsche on the street, and I just waited there until the guy came out (laughs) and i was like i need it i need the car i'll do whatever i can do for the car and he was like okay fine and then he like (laughs) drove that night and like sat on the side of the photo shoot like yeah or i'm like calling up these locations being like please i'm an nyu film student no i'm not like (laughs) (laughs) right you know it's crazy or trying Mm. to trying to get as much as i can for free i think like you know collaborating with artists i respect everyone's work i want to tap into every um like medium that's related to this and it's so important i think to get people on your side and want to help you create this vision because it it takes it takes so many people it really does and in a lot of ways it's kind of a good thing because i think the heightened degree of agency that you have to have when you're like no I'm literally hustling for every single bit of the set and the outfit and everything like when by the when you look at like what's the what's the most I could get it's like they like they are chipping away at Katy Perry's music video budget <laughs> every time I see it I'm like honey not the, not the white room with the, the cubes on the floor like it's just <laughs> and like 
to think that it's like if you if that's like what a record deal gets you like a huge legacy artist record deal it kind of feels like you're so much more entitled to make creative decisions that are riskier and cooler and i think in a lot of ways that's why the return of like a traditional pop star has been so much kind of crazier and more out there because like britney spears would never be like uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, think I want to fuck them all. Yeah. Or Slater being like, my pussy tastes sweet like candy. Like, Britney would never yeah. go there. And yet, that's how, with, for someone with the cultural reference points of like, this is what they made me feel like. Right. <laughs> and like, getting to that is like, that's how it seems so much more off the wall, I think. Yeah. And, and I think she literally yeah. couldn't, she couldn't have said that. <laughs> she wouldn't. Right. Have. Exactly. <laughs> it would Not be now. unacceptable. Yeah. But. <laughs> We're in a different place in the world, I think. Like, if Brittany was here today, she would be right next to me, and we would be yeah. writing together. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the big budget shit is, like, crazy, because all the time, oh, my God, I see videos that, like, I don't know, like, a huge artist signed to a huge label. I know you got, like, a check, and it's, yeah. it still sucks. Like, if right. you don't have the vision for yourself and I'm and that happens like especially when you're with a label like I don't know but like I think yeah. that there's so many people involved and your vision gets lost or you let people take shit on for you like it's not gonna hit like you yeah. need mm-hmm. I have the vision today I had the vision in 2018 and I need that to yeah. succeed I think I really need it If you, I know a lot of artists mm-hmm. that are talented and great and they're kind of like I don't know like what right. my image is what my brand is because it doesn't click for everyone like maybe your passion is lies elsewhere <laughs> but <laughs> right exactly yeah I think it's so important it's so important yeah I mean the kind of way that people like I'm trying to think of other examples of people who are sort of like doing the DIY approach to this. It's like every move that like Kim Petras made for all of 2018 and 2019 was like so calculated, but not in a way of like someone's pulling the strings, but like Mm -hmm. in like a, I'm not speaking until I have four perfect videos until I have single after single after single to drop every four seconds to keep people interested. Because that's the other thing is that it takes so much more to keep yourself in the public eye because it's like a constant wash of people competing with you who do some, in a lot of cases, do have the budget to crank out a song in a video every week. Or like when you think of someone like Lana Del Rey where it seems like no one's involved but her. (laughs) Exactly. It's like like you're gonna get her. Lana whose team is like pounding on her door in the middle of the night being like, please don't tweet that. (laughs) 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 But again, it's her experience and she's that big because she's doing, you can tell that she's pulling all the strings and creating those, that world. Yeah, (sighs) totally. She's so consistent. She's so consistent, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think. Who are your like go-to girls of today? Like who are your big like a current moment who are your faves good question okay i mean only fan by trisha is everything like <laughs> i Perfect. fucking yeah. love that song um uh-huh. i love i mean of course i've been listening to lana del rey um uh, yeah. i love i mean i i, I listen to rena sawayama and um kim petras obviously because yeah. I think it's important to like understand where your similar artists are or where you can, yeah, totally, um, mm-hmm. kind of go. 
I love <laughs> I love little baby. I love uh-huh. um Soweetie. Love her. Oh yeah. Um and then like all these hyper pop kids, like I love underscores. I don't know if you know them. And that kid. Super Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slater's awesome, like Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah, that I loved um, that kid's EP, the Crush EP. Yeah, I love it. With the uh, mostly because so much of it was Aisha Erotica's yeah. like <laughs> beach, which is like, yeah, girl, take them. Like, yeah. if, if no one's gonna use them, like, turn it out. Like, do whatever you gotta do. Yeah. To make it your Taco Bell. Oh come on! Like, yeah, I put that song on my mix. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried um, teaching myself to DJ. Not so successful, but. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, luckily, there's such a massive underclass of pressing the space bar style DJs. Right. So <laughs> all you have to you do is separate do yourself by this much. And you're good to go. And you're good to go. All I have to do is, like, <laughs> stand in front of the fucking board. I don't need to touch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just. <laughs> is, that like, is that, like, what Paris Hilton does? Yeah. Paris Hilton's a very involved DJ. She's a super involved <laughs> DJ. It's all about the look. What's with her new, <laughs> yeah. like, pickle song? Unfortunate. Paris Hilton's? She has a song called like Pickle. Like suck my <laughs> pickle or something. Oh my, oh god. my god, I've how have I managed to miss this? What the fuck? I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've only been keeping tabs on um <laughs> on Lindsay Lohan's uh, oh. comeback singles. It's oh major. Yeah. Major. And then also uh <laughs> Rose McGowan. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I didn't even see that. But yeah. Lindsay Lohan, like <laughs> I mean, whatever, they teased that one song, like, already two years ago, maybe, the one that was like, you are like Zen next to me. I was yeah. like, period. <laughs> I fucking Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> but, I mean, come on, I need to meet Miss Lindsay one day. I think I'm, like, kind of coming for her. I'm kind yeah. of coming for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton are two people where... I would read like a full like thousand page autobiography, like just everything. Oh God! Like I need no to know secrets. It all. Like I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying that you were going to read something to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna prefer. I'm gonna let's... corner Lindsay Lohan in an airplane, and I'm gonna read a thousand pages of I'm admiration. Gonna corner for her. Lindsay Lohan in the airplane and just sing my songs to her. <laughs> you better. Like right, this. we're on a four exactly. hour flight. She got nowhere to go. Yeah, I know you have nowhere to be. Move over. Right, move over. <laughs> Get her security detail to swap seats with you. That's honestly. Such a good idea. I hope I'm in that situation. <laughs> I'm putting it into the stars yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're channeling that. Exactly. Saying in here, that's the secret. That's the power of, um, yeah. I don't know, attraction, the law of attraction. Exactly. Manifesting. Um, I'm trying to think of if, okay, so this is one other thing that I know that I read, and this is another line from an interview that I read about how Y2K is out. It's coming okay. out. What's in? I think 2012 is in. Honestly, I, agree. I think 2012 I agree is completely. In. Like end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was I think obsessed with that moment. The galaxy <laughs> leggings are gonna come back. Like that vibe. Wow. I think. Like, yeah, for sure. And the sound pick- of like prima donna or like even Jeffrey Star, like that kind of sound, I think is gonna come back heavy. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. It's like. Um, <laughs> Lana's already ahead of the curve, like with the picnic edit. <laughs> oh my god! I'm dead, literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's total. Like she downloaded an app on her phone for ninety nine cents, yeah. edited that picture, and said, "Run it." Exactly. Run That's it. what we're in for. That's what we're in for for the next ten years. I'm ready. 
Yeah. I want <laughs> I want creative control by people who've never used a phone. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I know we were talking about like big budget, big film, but I want like cheap bottom of the barrel. I want uh-huh. straight to the bargain bin. I want it scrapped for parts. I just want garbage. Well, That's all I want. I what think, think like, like ballet when, flats might come back, you guys. Like, yes. Yeah. Like when I go happen. to galaxy leggings and ballet, <laughs> galaxy leggings, like Cookie Monster flat bill exactly. hat. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Monster I've energy. seen this shit on TikTok. Like it's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna come back. Osiris yeah. shoes. Yes. Stop. I'm ready. <laughs> oh my god. I used to never skateboard, but only wore DC. Oh my god. I Did wear DC. Really? Really? Oh, oh my god. god. I, I don't skateboard either. <laughs> Once again, kidding? ahead of the curve. I had. This is what I'm saying. I mean, We're come on. If you wear that shit in the Lower East Side, like a skater will come up to you. So. <laughs> yup. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh man. Obsessed. Um, well, we're at we're at our hour. We've filled. We've had a Ooh. very fruitful conversation. I think. Yes, I feel like we're like Trisha and Ethan. We're like, okay, gotta wrap it up now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have been. Me and my boyfriend, we have been obsessed with Frenemies. Oh, like I've seen obsessed. almost every episode. It's I've seen so everyone. good. I, I still haven't. You've I've been, been telling me to watch it, and I said I have I, been telling him that. Like I know Trisha Paytas has been through a lot. Trisha scares me because I saw her fingering her pussy in a, a, a Luigi mustache. <laughs> And that was like six months ago, and I just haven't been able to approach her since. Well, the thing, like, I think she's been through a lot, but her podcast, listen to it because we have a podcast. <laughs> That's true. Like, like, so like, true. Like, if you. So true, Bestie. Like, you need to listen slash watch it because you'll okay. be like, wow. Talk right, about well, consistent branding. I mean. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. 20 years in the biz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I think Trisha yeah. is just like maybe the pop star we're all trying to be. <laughs> she honestly really is. Yeah. yeah. Trisha, if, okay, here's what I really want. I want Aisha Erotica to sell all of her songs to, to Trisha. Trisha. Oh my God. Give literally. her 12 tracks. Yeah. A, a big old budget. I will I mean, sell Trisha's a song got to Trisha. Like, here you go. Yeah. Oh, shit. God. <laughs> Trisha Paytas. Trisha Paytas doing Big Juicy. Oh my God. <laughs> kind of sounds like Nightmare Fuel, but I'm into it. Fuck. I'm yeah. so dead. I can't. Fuck. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for yeah, joining us. We had you. a blast just had picking so your brain. Time. Thank you for uh, being such a lovely subject. We were so excited <laughs> to have I'm you so on excited. and work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did had it, so guys. much fun. Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, of course. All right. Okay. okay. Well, this is the girls signing, signing off. off. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.